Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to John George Ministries, where you can find revelatory truths to transform your life, increasing your understanding of spiritual things, and to propel you into helping others with the miracle ministry of deliverance that we all have in Jesus Christ. This is a free broadcast brought to you by our faithful supporters. To sign up for our email list, mobile app, hear testimonies, receive more free teachings, partner with us, or to host John George Ministries in your area. Please visit our website at johngeorgeministries.com. And that's spelled J-O-N. Now here's today's broadcast. Many times, um, you know, the hand is saying, this is how you're supposed to function. And the foot is saying, no, this is how you're supposed to function. And the problem is, is that, you know, neither of these are wrong. But the fact is, is that um, it, what is wrong is when the foot says, no, that's not how you're supposed to function. You're supposed to function like this. Both of them are functioning in the way they were designed to function. But the problem is, is we cannot uh, tell, the hand cannot say to the foot, you're doing it wrong. Because the foot has a different job, but it's still a member of the same body. And so many times, you know, our experiences can be good for sharing truth with others. But many times they'll be the very things that limit us and hold us back. Because if someone else is experiencing something as a spirit-led thing, and we have not experienced that, even though we know we've been so close to God, and we've had just this amazing walk of closeness, if we're not experiencing that very thing, we can, uh, we can count it as false or, or, or untrue. And, you know, this brings me to the place of generational curses and... You know, a lot of ministers don't believe that people can have generational curses. But I really, like with everything in me, I disagree. Because here's the thing. We have, we have to use the Word of God as our standard. We have to use the Word of God as our foundation, um, you know, of truth. And in the beginning uh, was, you know, when God created man, he created them in his image. You know, and, and sin was the doorway that Satan corrupted that image, that flawless image that God had created in man. We were created flawless. And when sin was the, the open door for Satan to come in uh, through his influence and through his, you know, his uh, trickery and his deception, it allowed that image to be corrupted. And so that brought in the curse, which we know today as many different things. Um, you know, the, the, if we were created in the image of God, number one, um, you know, we have to understand that God is not up there in heaven struggling with depression. God is not up there in heaven struggling with cancer. God is not up there in heaven struggling with uh, identity issues and uh, low self-esteem and uh, anxiety and, you know, bipolar disorder and uh, cancer, you know, and all these different things. So, you know, we have to understand that we, if we were created in his image, then we are a reflection of our Papa who is in heaven. And we know that all these things were brought in through sin, which was the curse. We were cursed. We became a fallen world, fallen creation. And when we yielded to what had already fallen, and that was Satan. And um, so, you know, all of these things were a result of the curse. Now, the Bible says that Jesus was the second Adam, and the Bible says that he became accursed for us, and that he has redeemed us from the curse of the law of sin and death. And so everything that came in through Adam and Eve must go out through Jesus Christ. 
And the interesting thing is, is, you know, there's a spiritual influence in this world behind the scenes where everything starts. Everything starts in the spirit realm. Everything you see manifesting in the natural starts in the spirit realm. I had a disagreement one time with someone about this and they said, John, you think everything's spiritual, but I think some things are biological. And I said, well, think about this. I said, look at the way, you know, we, we harvest crops, you know, look at the, what the scripture says about that process. God says, if your land is cursed, you will be able to yield nothing. You would do all the right things in all the right fashions with all the right methods, with all the right knowledge being implemented and you will yield nothing because the, the land is cursed. But then he talks about having a, a land that is blessed. And he says, you know, you, 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 you literally um, can just let it go and just, you'll just produce record-breaking crops. And, um, you know, it's just, it's real interesting because, you know, that is something that is uh, totally biological. But the Bible refers to it as being spiritually rooted. Everything that yields in this life is spiritually uh spiritually uh, begun. It's begun in the spirit realm. And so when you see a bloodline, you know, my last name is George. And when you see the, let's say the George family, and then you got the, uh, the Ralph family. Okay. Let's say the, the, the Ralph family, you can see cancer in the, in the uncle and in his father and in the child. And then you can see cancer prevalent in that bloodline. But then you look over at the George family, and you don't have, you don't see cancer anywhere. This is what is described as the generational curse. I just prayed for a woman the other day. Uh, her two brothers have Down syndrome. And um, now, please don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with these people. That God loves them. But the the, the fact of the matter is, is that it was it was it was, a, it was their DNA that had become corrupted. It's just like a person who was born without a leg or an arm or whatever or whatever, it's the, 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 the flawless creation became flawed. And it's not because of them or who they are, it's because of Satan and who he is and, how, and what we yielded to through his deception in our ignorance. And so this woman had these two brothers who, who had Down syndrome and she's taking care of them years you know, into her life, you know, 50 years old. And uh, her daughter, I believe, had a baby with Down syndrome. This was three generations later, and that same thing had manifested. No, two generations later, I'm sorry. Two generations later. And so we have to understand, but you can have another family who has 50 generations, and there's never a case of Down syndrome. And people might call this scientifically and medically, they might call it genetic. But we have to understand what the scripture says Everything starts in the spirit realm. That genetic mutation came in from somewhere. And we have to look at the word of God as to where it came from. It came from the curse. And so there is a spirit that is operating in that bloodline that has been causing this genetic mutation. Now, if they had their way, they'd be able to do it every single person, every single, you know, every, everything, everybody they can steal, kill, and destroy from, they will. But, you know, um, and that's why it's hard for people to believe sometimes that they might have an evil spirit because they, they, they think of the, an evil spirit uh, in the sense of where we've been brought up on Hollywood films and we see, 
you know, like uh, the the uh, exorcism of Emily Rose or something. And we think of a, of a of a person with an evil spirit that's levitating and you know their head's spinning around, you know, all around, you know, three hundred sixty degrees, and they're throwing up split pea soup and they're you know just manifesting in all these different ways. And that's what we think of when we when we think of uh, of uh, demonic oppression. But we have to look at the scriptures and, you know, we do see that in the case of Legion who lived in the tomb or the man with the Legion who lived in the tombs and he was cutting himself and breaking the chains that had bound him and different things. But we also see the woman who Jesus referred to as uh, a daughter of Abraham and she was a, an heir of the promise and, uh, and she had a spirit of infirmity. And what did this demon, what was it causing in her? It was just simply causing her, 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 her back to be crooked. And so, you know, today, doctors would have been able to put pins in her back and she would have straightened right up. Now, she wouldn't have been completely mobile because we know that with pins, it causes a, a, an immobilization in a lot of ways. You're not able to totally uh, remain flexible in the ways that you were before. But, you know, she could have had corrective surgeries and all these different things, but they wouldn't have been the solution to the root of the problem. The root of the problem was that she had a spirit of infirmity. And that's what we see what happened when Jesus cast that demon out. The woman straightened up. Now, a lot of times, healings will take place when the deliverance takes place, but many times they will also take place afterwards. And what I mean by that is, let's say, um, someone with Down syndrome. I believe that it was a demon that caused uh, the, the genetic mutation that caused the Down syndrome. But if you get rid of that demon, that person with the Down syndrome is not necessarily going to be healed. Um, but you can prevent that demon from causing that genetic mutation in future uh, offspring. And that's where I believe deliverance comes in so handy uh, with, with uh, generational issues. Because you'll see prevalence of, of, of spirits of addiction operating in people's lives where the grandmother had an addiction, the uh, uh, father had an addiction, and it passed down uh, to the the grandchild, now that person's struggling with an addiction. And you can see the prevalence of it in their life. And, um, you know, this is the kinds of things that I'm, that, I'm, that I'm sharing. You can see heart disease just running rampant all through the bloodline. Why? Why is this so? Because there is a spirit, there's a generational curse that is taking place. And we need to recognize things as the Word of God describes them to be. We need to see things as God sees them. The Bible says to lean not on your own understanding. We have a, such a large understanding based on science and medicine in this world as to, as to how to see things in the natural. But we have to go to the Word of God, and that is the only reason I have been able to, to, uh, to live in the, in the life that I live today in the ministry that God has given me is because I started to, to research the Word of God and I used it as the standard above what even I heard from other churchgoers and other Christians. I listened to what God had to say in his word. And I discovered something that many Christians around me had no idea about. Because I used the word of God as my standard. I, I, I questioned some people. I, I discussed it with them and I challenged them and different things. And, you know, people, so many Christians saw things in the natural. And because they've been trained. And the Bible says, don't be, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so I began to, to reflect on what the Word of God said about matters. And I began to believe in His truth that really supersedes and surpasses 
the truth of what we know in this world and what we've been brought up on. And so when I began to pray for people, and I, and I looked in the scriptures and I could see Jesus, the man in the tombs with the legion of demons. And the Bible says after he had encountered Jesus, the scripture says that he was sitting there in his right mind, in his right mind. And then the other scripture says, you know, the Lord hasn't given us a spirit of fear. And we, we always attribute that scripture to fear. And we understand that. And that's great. We know he hasn't given us a spirit of fear. But what also does it follow up by saying? It says that what kind of a spirit he has given us. The Bible says he has given us a spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. So soundness of mind is our portion from Jehovah God. That was corrupted through sin, but it has been restored through Christ. So now our portion from Jehovah God in Christ is soundness of mind. I began to see like, okay, everybody's getting physically healed, you know, through believers who believe in divine healing. But nobody's getting healed of the soundness of mind that is their portion. So I began to see things and people would be dealing with anxiety issues and depression and suicidal thoughts and all these different things. And I began to believe use the word of God as my standard. And I would pray for them, and they would manifest a demon. This would be a Christian of 25 years who loved God, but they always seemed to struggle with this one issue. And sure, they, 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 were, they were serving in the church, they were on staff on the board, you know, they, would, they, would, they were uh, a minister of the gospel, they'd go out and they'd help so many people by the weapons that God had given them, but they themselves were struggling this one issue. So then I'd pray for this person and a demon would manifest. And then, you know, obviously I was forced to confront this thing. So I would, you know, kick it out with the weapons that God has given me. And then the person would never again have that depression, that anxiety, that fear, that suicidal thought, those feelings of condemnation, constant reminding going on in their head. And I'm telling you, I began to see such a new level of what Christ has done for us through his word. It all began from using the word as the standard. And I began to see the sins of the father are passed down to third and fourth generation. There are, there are uh, some uh, curses that go back even further according to the scriptures. And so this is where the generational curse comes in is that, you know, many people always, some people always talk to me and they say, you know, um, how do you know if somebody's ready to get deliverance? I understand that because if someone's needing delivered and they're like a crack addict, if they're a dog that returns to their vomit, they're going to welcome those demons back in. And the Bible says that seven times greater can come back in. But if this is something that is a generational curse, if this is something that the grandfather brought in, this person, let's say the grandfather committed adultery. Let's say the grandfather did play, play with a Ouija board. Whatever the sin was, let's say it brought in a spirit of depression. This person that's suffering with this today, two generations later, is not at risk of, of opening that door back up because they don't know anything about that sin. They don't have any involvement or any trouble with that sin. They just need to be free. There's no walking it out, basically. Now, of course, they have to understand that if depression tries to revisit them, that they have a responsibility to say, no, no, no. But what I have found is that the scripture holds true that he whom the Son sets free is free indeed.
And many times when a person is delivered of a generational spirit, they never have the issue again. I talk to them months later, and I'm like, hey, did that anxiety ever try to revisit you? And they're like, no, man. It has been so amazing. I never knew I could be, live like this. I never knew I could be free from this. And so it's, it's real important that we understand how to see things as God explained them to be seen. And how if you have something that is repetitive in the bloodline, something that is repetitive in your, in your family tree, something that is, is visible from generation to generation, or whether it skips a generation, but you see that it's more common in your bloodline than in another person's bloodline, then pay attention to that. Start praying against that thing. You see, allergies were huge in my family. And so this is something that I pray for for my children. I still deal with allergies. And I, I, I pray and I pray and I pray against that thing. And I have seen such a freedom in my children. I've seen such a freedom from sickness. Why? Because I see things as the word of God teaches me to they should be seen. I know what I'm up against when sickness or, or uh, allergies or something tries to come upon my children. I know what I'm up against because I've seen this thing so clearly in my bloodline, in my life and in my parents' lives and my, my, my siblings' lives and my grandparents' lives. My father died of lung cancer. His mother died of lung cancer. My mother died of uh, an aneurysm, a ruptured aorta, and her father died of an aneurysm, a ruptured aorta. Now you tell me, you tell me that this isn't a generational curse. Now I know it is, but the Bible has said I have been redeemed from the curse of the law of sin and death. Now my mom was a Christian. She was saved before this thing took her out, but she didn't understand. She may not have known, but I know because I see it playing itself out in my mom and then in her father. So what have I been doing in my lifetime? I come against this thing. I pray against it over myself and over my children. Why? Because everything starts in the spirit realm. And if I need to wage war against something that began in the spirit realm, then I need to birth something in the spirit realm too to counter that. Why? Because it's already been paid for by Jesus Christ. It's already been paid for. There's no fear in that. There's confidence in knowing the truth and knowing that you're waging war against something that is not rightfully yours any longer because of what Jesus purchased. You know, that I know that people say that, you know, the Bible says you're a new creation, old things have passed and all things have become new and, you know, and all these different things. And that how, like, the promises of God say that we're, like, totally changed. There's no generational curse for a Christian. Yes, that's the promise. But it, sometimes it needs to be accessed by faith. The Bible also says, by his stripes we are, were healed. The Bible says, by his stripes we were healed. It's only by the blood of Jesus is why we can be free from all the sickness and different things. Because he broke that power. But why are Christians still getting sick? Again, it needs to be contended by faith. It needs to be accessed by faith. We need to believe in the word of God. Even when cancer or these different things try to come upon you, you only the only way you can fight them is by the fight of faith. We either believe in the circumstance and the situation or we believe in what the word of God declares. It doesn't mean that they don't try to come upon you. The scripture that says no weapon formed against you can prosper. There will be weapons that are formed against us. But the fight of faith is that they will be cast down. How? By our shield of faith. Think about the weapons that God has given us. How do we resist anything in, in, in a war? It's a shield. 
So what is that shield for a Christian? It is faith. It is faith. It's faith. The way you break a generational curse is by believing in Christ who's already broken it. We don't have to break anything. Jesus Christ has redeemed us from it. Now, I know other ministers, they break curses and different things, and that's okay. If it works for them, it works. I use a different method because the Bible says to me that Christ has redeemed us from the curse, so why do I need to break something that he's already redeemed us from? I just need to agree with him that it's already been done. And so when things and symptoms and circumstances try to rear their ugly head and try to tell me otherwise, then I have to remind them. But sometimes that takes a deliverance. Sometimes it takes removing that spirit from the bloodline. I had a family recently who they wanted prayer for their uh, 10-year-old son. He's had stage 4 cancer for the third time. I wanted to pray for that boy, and I, and I have. But I wanted to pray for the parents, too, because I said, there's no way that that 10-year-old boy has lived such a radical life. The Bible tells us that that stuff comes in through sin. And so I knew that that boy had not lived such a skid row life to where he welcomed that stuff in, that it must have come in through the parents. So I asked the parents, do you have any cancer in your bloodline? Of course, they both did. Both sides. Both sides. And it was prevalent. So they, they literally, what happens is it combines forces. And that's why it was so devastating for this 10-year-old boy. And you'll find many times people will be attracted to other people with like demons. They won't even realize it. But the Bible says he works all things together for our good. And I think that sometimes when things are manifested, it just exposes things. It brings light into a situation. That which makes manifest is of the light, is what the scripture says. So sometimes just what the enemy meant for our harm to combine forces will also be God will use to shed light on an issue as, as long as we know the truth, because the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So now this kid can get healed. But think a little further than that. Think a little further than that. Let's get the parents free, get him free. And let's stop this thing in its tracks from going on to future generations. Kick the spirit out that's causing this junk, and there will be no more lives that will suffer at the hand of the enemy from that sin that was welcomed in. So I just wanted to share with you a little bit about this today, about generational curses. Please check out the other videos on YouTube. There's a video called General Deliverance Prayer that I pray uh, deliverance over. I'm going to do another one uh, probably soon that's going to address some things that I did not address in that one to cover some other basis and other grounds. There's also a, demon, a video called uh, Demon Identify Yourself, where people, um, the, the demons that are attached to you or to the people you love, whoever's watching the video, will be commanded to identify themselves. I've had so many people call me, they message me, and they tell me the name that they heard on the video. Ministers after ministers after ministers after ministers, they message me and they said, I am so surprised that I heard anything watching your video. But I heard this demon name, and then I look up the name of that demon in this book that I have from another minister who did 30 years of research in his deliverance ministry, and he wrote everything down. And I said, okay, this demon is responsible for these three things. And then the minister says, oh my gosh, these are the exact three things that are my biggest struggles in my, in my Christian walk. And these are the three things that my parents struggled with, or what have you. And so this is what I'm getting at, is that... You know, there are so many areas of freedom for us in Christ here on this earth that we have access to if we will just know the truth. My old ministry partner in the jail, because I minister in the jail, he used to say to the guys, he used to say, if there's no problem, there's no solution. The number one reason why so many Christians remain in bondage is because they, they don't, they can't admit, 
or come to the realization that a Christian can have a demon. And if you use that as your standard, I mean, it's been so commonly believed that way for so many years in, in the, the vast scope of the church. Why wouldn't you believe it? Well, the Bible says you nullify the word of God by your traditions. If we have a traditional belief system in the church that is wrong, then the Bible says we can nullify the word of God by holding to that tradition. You know, the Bible doesn't address in the scripture whether a Christian can or cannot have a demon. It doesn't distinguish whether each person that was delivered was a Christian or not a Christian. It just doesn't mention it. And that's probably a reason for it, because back in the day, they probably didn't even think twice about it. They just knew that if you had an issue, it was not of God. And the power of the, 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 of the Lord Jesus Christ would deliver you from it. And so this is where we need to get to, the place where we just use the word of God as our standard. Don't try to figure out. I didn't try to figure out whether a Christian could have a demon or not. I just knew that they weren't supposed to have anxiety. So when I prayed for the anxiety to go, boom, this demon would manifest, and then the, the demon got kicked out. And as I told you, I was confronted with having to deal with this thing. I was forced to have this, to confront this spirit. And so I wasn't on a demon hunt in the beginning. I just used the word of God as my standard, which said that, you know, these things are not of God. In Christ, every blessing is yes and amen. Every spiritual blessing is yes and amen. What is a spiritual blessing? Many people think of that as like all the gifts, the spirit, and all this. You no, know, a spiritual blessing, as I had told you, as the word of God tells you, everything starts in the spirit realm. The Lord spoke, and there it was. The devil influenced, and there it was. It all started in the spirit realm. Everything that we see in the natural started in the spirit realm. So it's about time we begin to use the word of God as our standard. And if there's something that anybody's dealing with, you pray, and you pray, and you pray, until it's totally gone. Not just gone for a little while, and you revisit it in three days, and it's gone for a little while, and you revisit it in three days. That's a battle. That's a battle of a present enemy. That enemy needs to be evicted, and you will battle with that thing no more. You don't know how many times I've seen this as a truth that has manifested into reality in the people's lives that I pray for. People who have had suicidal thoughts for 25 years. Never have to battle it ever again. Anyway, thank you guys. Thank you for listening to another revelatory message from John George Ministries. It is because of faithful supporters and listeners like you that help us to continue to provide this content to more and more bringing freedom and training to the masses. To sow into more messages like this or to connect with us on our various platforms, please visit our website at johngeorgeministries.com. And don't forget, John is spelled J-O-N. God bless you.